few minutes and see what happens there. I want to welcome you to River Church this evening in Tuscaloosa, Alabama. We're so glad you tuned in. Thank you for joining us as we minister the word. And we're, we're ministering on a series that we call Talk Yourself into the Life You Love. Talk Yourself into the Life You Love. So we could say here, I'm talking myself into the life I love. Let's say it together. I'm talking myself into the life I love. Well, that means you need to know what the life you love looks like so you can talk yourself into it. Some people don't know what it would look They don't know what better is because they've never looked at that. They just keep looking at today, and they're pretty disgusted with today, and there's a lot of disappointments. But you have to know what the life you love looks like. Well, you go to the Word of God, and you find out, what's the life I love? I'm healed. I'm healed whole and healthy. I'm full supplied and wealthy. That's the life I love. To, to be in relationship, that's real big with me, is to find my connections, to find my orbits, as it were, with every person that is in my life or coming through my life. Uh, I'm putting them or letting the Lord help me put them in the right orbit so that I'm not out of balance. I'm not encumbered with a lot of people that are needy that I can't help. But on the other hand, what I've got, like Annette said, the grace for that I would connect with those people and be able to be a flow into them and receive from them. So in my life, personally, I am, I am not interested in people that can't receive from me or can't give to me. And of course you go, well, what if they could later? Well, the Lord can just reconnect us later. But I'm, I, right now, if it's not a transaction, some sort of flow in my life, I'm, I'm moving on. Because there's just like there's more, uh, we were talking this evening, if you just wanted to be used of God, there's a gazillion soup kitchens and, and uh, 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 orphanages. You could give your life totally, 24-7, and not make a dent in anything. So since there's more need than there is of you and me, we have to do it God's way. Amen. It is a little warm in here. Is it warm in here? 71? Oh, it's not warm in here. Hallelujah. Well, Annette was fanning, and I got to thinking I need to fan too, but it was my notes that's all I had. <laughs> so I want to I wanna talk about the loving, the, uh, uh, talking about the life I love, talking about uh, the life, because I believe me more than anybody I believe. You believe you. You go, nah, I wouldn't do that. Sure you do. And you'll do what you say you'll do, and you don't do, you won't do what you say you won't do. It's just an end to it right there. Uh, let me, I, I was going to use this for later, but let me tell you this quote. I, this was outstanding. I saw it on the internet where uh, in a 2000 interview, year 2000 interview with the Telegraph, when discussing his 100th birthday, uh, Prince... What's the man that just died? Philip. Prince Philip, the, the queen's consort, husband. He said, I can't imagine anything worse than having my 100th birthday. He said, bits of me are falling off already. So you go, he despised being 100. Well, he was, uh, that was, not, that was he, did, he said that in 2000. So this is, he's 99, be 100 in June, and he's gone. He took care of that. He, 
So you go, well, is God in control? Not at all. I'm in control. If I don't like the life I'm living, I can go to the Word and, and like a buffet and look there and say, look at what God's got for me. I believe I'll pull something off the buffet and take it to my chair. I, I, we have three words that we talk about all the time, and I wanted to bring them back in this evening. The word stalwart, resilient, and fierce. So if you wrote those down somewhere that you could run on them occasionally, it'll be a reminder that God wants us all to be stalwart, resilient, and fierce. And then Sunday morning, we looked at two new words, and we're going to talk about them again. The word uncommon. Can you say it with me? Uncommon. And the other word was exceptional. Exceptional. I'm uncommon, and I'm exceptional. We talk about the exceptionalism of America, and there's a lot of pushback on that right now, which is denying God's his place for bringing America back. But on the other hand, the reason that America is great is because of uncommon men and exceptional women. And I am one of them, and you are one of them. If you say, I don't feel like it, well, then you'd be measuring the wrong, by the wrong way. We don't know if we're uncommon by how we feel, how we judge. We, it's not that. It's based on what God says about you and me, and that's the end of it. His, his judgment is final. <laughs> if he says you're a dirty dog and you think that you're pretty good, I'd, I'd, I'd fix some stuff because it's, that's the way it is. So some revelation, and that's what we're endeavoring. We're, we're, we're chasing or pursuing, would be a better word, revelation. Revelation can't be taught. Revelation is what you somehow, you can teach on something, and I do it all the time, ten times. And until you see it, you haven't seen it. You can point to it and, and put an analysis on it and, and uh, jockey it around and fit it all in and show it and it just make it work. But until you see it, you haven't seen it. So we're all looking to, to get an atmosphere around our lives where we see things that have been unseen. And so when we pray in tongues, we pray out the mystery, pray out the things that are not known but are hid for us. They're hid for us, not hid from us, but hid for us. So uh, we're looking for revelation. We're not looking for information. If we're looking for information, let's just pass out some books and some videos and go to the house. We're looking for an atmosphere where the anointing, the grace of God comes on us, and we see it in that moment. Uh, 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 Pastor Hendon was telling me about a woman that Brother Hagen was ministering to, and she had, she, had, she had a problem. What was it? I guess it was back pain. I'm, I'm just guessing. So uh, he said, uh, Brother Hagen was after the service. Everybody had left, and finally she came up and said, uh, I got this trouble. And he turned over to... She was in a wheelchair. Was in a wheelchair. I am sorry. For two years, she couldn't walk, had been in a wheelchair two years. Thank you. And so uh, Brother Hagen said, he turned over in his Bible, and he turned it around to her and said, read this. And uh, uh, so she read First uh, Peter 2, 24. Himself bear my sins in his body on the tree, that I, having died to sin, should live under righteousness. So she read it. He said, read it again. So she read it. He said, read it again. Wow. 
And so she read it. It doesn't take but just about seven seconds or so to read that scripture, maybe ten if you're slow. But that would be six times per minute. And they stayed there 45 minutes. And he said, read it again. Read it again. Nothing was happening. She was still in the wheelchair. Read it again. Read it again. And then the light came on on the 45th minute. So glad she didn't stop at 42. So glad she didn't stop at 43. And on the 45th minute, she rose up out of the wheelchair. But it was there all along. Did y'all hear me? It was there all along. Everything that she needed was there, but until you see it, it's unseen. So we're looking to see the unseen. We're looking for the, for the word, the anointing that's on the word, to rise up into our, the mind of Christ. The mind of Christ is the revelation part of our lives. We, we have the mind of Michael, bless, bless his heart, hallelujah, or whatever you got, you got that, and it's, it's got, we talked about it, it's got senses, it's got understanding, it's got wisdom, but the mind of Christ is revelation. And that's when you see the unseen, you see the hidden, you see that was a mystery that's hidden, been hidden for you to get you out of a trouble or to bless you and send you into a higher realm. And so you can't teach revelation. He could have sit there and expounded 1 Peter 2, 24, but she got it. And when she got it, the symptoms fell off of her body. So some revelation adds to your faith. You live better. Revelation, before you had a revelation of giving, even though you may have been separated from your money and gave, until the revelation came, it didn't do any good. But it was a, it was a revelation to improve your life. Uh, to, uh, it was a revelation to live, live better. But when some revelation changes what you've been doing, and that's what we need. That's what, what I'm after, is I'm already doing, I'm already dotting the I's pretty much, you know, crossing, the, I'm pretty much living a, a good life. I know when I fail, and I, 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 I go in there and fix it. Do y'all, are we just talking about me, or everybody knows that? So we're, we're looking for revelation to, to live out our life in a, at a higher realm. So you could be a tither 20 years ago, but no revelation, then one day, you start tithing by revelation. You see it, and you seize it, and suddenly it works. You can't wait to get to church. You can't wait to give your to write out your check. You can't. It's not like you're trying to get out of it. Oh, I forgot or whatever. We're on it. Just for an example. Same thing with healing. We're in. We're. We want to saturate our lives in the Word of God together, the anointing and grace that comes on a corporate body, so that we'll see what's not seen. Because we'll live at that level. You will live at the level of your revelation. Not religion, not even not knowledge or understanding, but of revelation, the mind of Christ down here. Amen. So I believe me more than I believe anybody else. So I have to have the right thing in me to believe. Because if I believe I have something wrong in me, I'm going to believe me more than anybody else. You know, we say about people that come in and say, I'm called to preach, and we say, that's great. We just need to give you something to preach that people want to hear. And that's the same thing about uh, your believing. Turn with me, if you would, to Hebrews chapter 11. We're talking about talking yourself into the life you love. Hebrews chapter 11.
And so words are very important. Some, some teaching, it's just like polish this up, uh, uh, get, a, get a handle on this a little better, but confession or the, the life we talk is something that changes your life. Something enhance your life. Are you all with me? Like walk in love or, or forgive or something. They enhance your life, but some things are absolutely cha- life changers, and confession is that. Once you get confession down, the, the, the talking yourself into the life you love, it changes your whole life. You're still working at the same place, married to the same woman, got the same kids and all that, but suddenly there's a whole new operating system put in, and you're operating at a higher dimension even though nothing has changed. But then, because of that, everything changes. Amen. Hebrews chapter 11, verse 3 says, Through faith we understand, so we don't know it by natural knowledge, but we do by faith, that the worlds were framed by the word of God, so that things which are seen today were not made of things which do appear. Well, That's how God did it. So he didn't do it different than what his system is today. It's a system saying, speaking to the mountain, uh, uh, what does it say in in uh, in, uh, Job? uh, Thou shalt decree a thing. You go, well, that's Old Testament. That's way old. Thou shalt decree a thing, and it shall be established unto you. Well, that's the system that God put in, and then he operated by his own system. So it's not like God looks down and says, that's a pretty good confession. I'll, let me flip a few switches over here, a blessing, and we'll, 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 give, we'll give the rat or the mouse or whatever a little treat, see if you'll do it again. It's not that way. It's a system. It's, it's, the computer's a system. Garbage in, garbage out. <laughs> and it won't be different than that. Hallelujah. So in Amplified, it says, by faith, we understand that the worlds during the successive ages were framed, fashioned, put in order and equipped for their intended purpose by the word of God. So everything that's seen was made of things that are not seen, which is actually uh, voice waves, actually sound waves. And it goes on and says, so that we see, so that what we see was not made out of things which are visible. Now, if we believe that, if you could see that, if all of a sudden you connected to that and, and just and got off of, well, I'll say to the mountain, the mountain will be removed and cast to sea. Not doubt in my heart, but believe those things which I say shall come to pass. I shall have whatever I say. What things soever you desire when you pray, believe you receive them and you shall have them. That is information. It can even be... Uh, wisdom could be understanding, but until it's revelation, we'll just, we'll just fan the mountain. And we won't be in the system. But revelation, suddenly you'll say, this mountain, it can go. Because God made it go when he started out, and he gave me that same plan. The, uh, so we know that we, if we're going to build a house, we, we build it with parts. And so God builds the kingdom with parts. Uh, He builds it with the parts of words, and he engineers each part to fit into the creation. 
So then he brought them, all the animals to Adam and said, you name them. And whatever you say, you, you, you like monkey, well, then we're, we'll forever call it a monkey. Hallelujah. So uh, the, verse 3 in the Passion says, Faith empowers us to see that the universe was created and beautifully coordinated by the power of God's words. The universe. He spoke and the invisible realm gave birth to all that is seen. So all of a sudden we see God's, how God did it. And if God did it that way, he wants us to do it that way. So remember in the temptation, the Lord Jesus, when the devil came, and it was the temptation. It wasn't just a, a, a day, it was the temptation. And the devil came and tempted him. And notice what the Lord said to him all three times. What did he say? It is written. Notice what he didn't say. He didn't say, he didn't talk about himself. He could have said, I'm the son of God. I'm sinless. I'm going to whoop your tail here in just a few, in a little bit. He, did, he could have said all that and it would have been truth. But he didn't say that. He could have uh, talked about himself. He could have talked about the devil. You're going down, bad boy. You're going down, and I'm taking you down, and the angels are going to do this. But he didn't talk about that. He didn't talk about the issues of the day. He didn't talk about the Democrats or the Republicans or the Speaker. or the. He didn't talk about any issues going on that day. He, he won by saying, it is written. So we got to be mindful that a lot of times our mouth will be distracted by talking about ourselves, about the problem, the mountain, or talk about the issues like, well, th this person, Lord, is keeping me from getting a promotion. I need to pray about him or them or whatever. And it's not. We go back and say, it is written. My God shall supply all my need. And it decrees a thing. Now you go, well, this is number, this is the eighth time we've talked about this subject. And you go, what's up? Do you think we're ignorant? Do you think we're little idiots back here or something? We're going to pound it until Revelation. Like, read that. Read that. Read it again. We're going to just look at it from every angle, because until you have revelation about what you say, it's just a law or a rule or something that we have to come under instead of dominating. So you say, I got that. Well, yeah, in your understanding you do. In your, in your mental capacity, you do, but until it's real down here, you go, I won't live any different than that. It is so real, I won't live any different than that. I will pursue, I will uh, 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 press towards the mark. The New Living said that what we now see did not come from anything that can be seen. The CEV, I think that's century... It's the CEV. We also know that what can be seen was made out of what cannot be seen. So think about your future that's unseen right now. You don't know what your future is. But the word says you can know what your future is because you can use your words to go out and create your future. And it will be exactly, precisely, and uniquely patterned out of what we say. We will form our world. And you go, you never know what God's going to do. Sure you do. He's going to do what you say. 
And people don't like that. Oh, you're telling God he's going to have to obey you and do everything. He made the system. That was what God was. He was sovereign, and he set the system in. But once he set the system in, he said, I want you all to run my system. And it won't be different than the system. You will not develop another system that says good works will get you saved. That's not in his system. It was. The Old Testament is that system because they weren't born again. So if you were a bad boy, you, <laughs> you were outside the camp. But if you did everything as best you could, you could get righteous in a sense. You could push your sins back. But the New Testament, Jesus came and eliminated that system and put in a new system. Well, the church has had a hard time transitioning out of that work system into the grace system. We're just like, but it says over in Leviticus and it says over in Jeremiah. It, it says, it says. But Jesus was the dividing line between Malachi and the new covenant. It was 400 years of silence between Malachi and the gospels. 400 years. You know, things get a little dusty. It's only been 240 since America's been built or started. So we got to know what system we're in. And then we have a confidence that the system works. I am in charge. In Genesis 1, he said, I'm putting you boys in charge. Adam and Eve, I'm putting y'all in charge of this thing. And then uh, the devil took it back. But then Jesus took it back again. He said, Heaven, uh, he said, uh, Oh, what did he say in Matthew 28? Anyway, read the Bible. It's good. <laughs> I'm sorry. Uh, eh, it's good information. I've got to read it since I tried to quote it. Oh, my Lord Jesus. I'm, I'm sorry. I don't need to be doing this, but I know where it is. <laughs> okay, go ye therefore and, uh, no, excuse me, verse 18. All authority is given unto me. In heaven and earth, go. Yeah. That's what I was trying to, yeah. to get. All authority has been given to me. I want it back. I, I, it's legal. It's all mine. I've defeated death, hell, and the grave. Nobody's going to bother you. You'll get in my system and use my name. He's like, well, sure. We can, we can believe that. We can activate that. Not without revelation. Because without revelation, your eyes will see, your ears will hear, your understanding, your experience and, and memories will kick in and take over, will pirate the system, and you'll do what's not right to do. You'll speak to your future and say, oh, curses come, oh, weakness be, oh, troubles abound. Who would do that? We have all done that. Amen. The weast says... You thought I was through. That which we see did not come into being out of that which is visible. The Weymouth said, so that what is seen does not owe its existence to that which is visible. So nothing matters. What we see here is not as real as the unseen realm. Not as real. In, in most cases, is unreal. But what the word says is absolutely real and it will never fail. It is written, the Lord Jesus said, and he won every battle there in the desert. Turn with me to Mark chapter 4, would you please? Now I want to encourage us tonight that your situation is not too far gone. Your situation is not dead in the water, so to speak. You can start any time that you see it and change it in just a little while. Change it. Turn it around. 
That woman changed her life in 45 minutes. You go, well, that's the way to heal. That's the way we all should do it. We all should just hand the Bible to people and say, quote this for 45 minutes. What if it takes 50 minutes for you? What, what if it's two hours and you quit it an hour and a half saying, I've doubled that girl. See, it's, that's not it, is it? It was for that moment by the gifts of the Spirit, but that's not it. Now, if the Lord says, get in there, and we should know some things. Because the Word says that we as Christians are supposed to be masters at our craft. Our craft is the kingdom of God, and the kingdom of God is decree a thing, and it shall be established. So that is, we should be masters at that. Masters like each one of you are in your vocational craft. And none of us could touch what you do because you're, you've got mastery in it. And we're all just observing. But we ought to, as Christians, we ought to be masters over our craft. And our craft is the kingdom of God. And the kingdom of God is operated by confession, by words that we speak. In Mark chapter 4, look in verse 26. It says, and he said to them, so is the kingdom of God. Now, everything that comes after that is how it is. When he says, so is the kingdom of God, so it's literal. It's not like, well, the example wasn't true. It's true. As if a man should cast seed into the ground. What is that like? That is the kingdom of God. He said, you can't see the kingdom of God by revelation, but you can see a man casting a seed into the ground. How many of y'all can just take those words and see a man planting seeds in the ground? We can see that. We, we, the, the image is in us of a man. Now, if I said the old man, you'd change the image. If I said uh, uh, the, the young woman, you'd change your image. But we'd all have an image of that happening. He said that's how the kingdom of God is, as if a man should cast seed in the ground and should sleep. And rise night and day, and the seed should spring and grow up. He knoweth not how. Now, y'all, here it is. We don't know how it works. I mean, we know our words are powerful, but we don't know the sound waves that we emit. We don't know how that, that causes things to be formed. But I don't know how really how it works electrically in my car. But I guarantee you, we put that key in, and we turn it, and we got it in D before anything can be figured out. We're going to the house. So I don't have to know that. I don't have to. So I don't know how a seed germinates under heat and moisture. I don't know how it germinates and comes up. But it does. And it says, for the earth, here it's more, for the earth bringeth forth fruit of herself, first the blade and the ear, and then and after that the full corn of the year. Uh, but when the fruit is brought forth immediately, he putteth in the sickle, because the harvest is come. And then here's verse 30. Whereunto, he said, shall we liken the kingdom of God? Or with what comparison shall we compare it? It is like. Now, here's, here's the part we've got to get by revelation. It is like. What is it like, Lord? It is like a grain of mustard seed, which when it is sown in the earth is less than all the seeds that be in the earth, but when it is grown, it groweth up and becometh greater than all herbs and shooteth out great branches so that the fowls of the air may lodge in it. So there's the kingdom. You go, well, there's got to be more in the kingdom. That's the kingdom.
<laughs> it's the kingdom. There's, there's some nuances, some other things and additions to it. But he said he, he took his time and took his words and said, let me tell you what the kingdom is. But now it's hidden. It is so simple and so plain that a wise man or an educated man or, a, or a, a, a religious man, whatever those are, will not see it. He'll say, well, I, gotta, I can only walk 20 paces on the Sabbath. And, you know, we, we got we to gotta do this and we got to do that. He said, that's not the kingdom of God. Uh, verse 27 in the New Living says, the seed sprouts and grows, but he does not understand how it happens. And here's the key, family. That kingdom, we can go into that realm, but we're in this kingdom. We're of this, we're in this world, but we're not of this world. So if we want to go into that world, we have to go in by revelation. So I go into that realm not having to know how the seed goes into the ground and then germinates, rises up, first the blade and then the full corn in the blade. I don't have to know how that happens. If you have to know how it works before you'll work it, you will never work it. Because it says a man, he goes to bed and says, I don't know how it came up, but there it is. So you go, well, I'm going to speak. I need to speak to the mountain. The mountain needs to move, I should say. Well, I'm going to speak to it. Well, that's crazy. Did you speak to some storms this month that were coming in from the west? Squall lines that were saying, we're coming to Columbus. We're coming to Tuscaloosa. We're coming. We're coming. The storm said that. And, and James Spann said, yeah, they're coming. And they're going to be boogers. And we're going to be here all night just reporting the damage. And there was. But we all spoke to the mountain based on this scripture, Mark 11. We spoke to the mountain, and then guess what we did? We went back in the house and had supper. You go, well, how does it work? How does, this, how does my words tell it to go over and around? And straight line winds, circular wind. How does, the hail, how does the hail not form? Because I spoke to it. I know not how. I know not how. But I know it did. And you do. You too, too. You know that it did. So let's switch. Let's get over in his system. Let's make this thing work. Um, so a single grain of mustard seed, when which is sown in the earth, is less than all the seeds sown in the earth. So that makes people want to pray long and arduous prayers because they want a big seed to plant in the earth. Well, if we're going to move this mountain, we need to get 300 people in the prayer chain, and we need to just all camp around the... Let me tell you about prayer chains and, and all-night things. Now, you may not agree, but the, here's, I mean, it's, it's my call right now. What happens is, is people get a, a prayer vigil, and, and I'm not against it. I'm not mocking it, but I'm just saying you've got to know what's really going on because you get 300 people together in a room, and, and, and uh, little Johnny is in the hospital, and he's, he's on a, a drip, and time's running out. And the next morning, they say, ah, he got relief. He's going to be okay. And you go, look, took 300 people all night. And that puts a pattern in the, in the earth that's not true. What if there was just three women or men that prayed through out of those 300? But there was 297 there that was just riding, praying wrong, praying asleep. But three women pressed in and got the victory. 
Didn't have to be in the church, didn't have to be in 300, but there they were. But they painted the whole thing with that. So that's what's happening. When you hear somebody that's uh, praying all night and you go, that's what it takes, you're mistaken. It takes you finding somebody that can pray the prayer of faith. It's the kingdom. So, uh, the word of God is a seed to be sown. It is written. No discussion. No theatrics. Jesus didn't have theatrics. He said, it is written. Then he quoted what was written. So I need to know what is written. I don't need to know how big the devil is, how bad cancer is, what stage four is. Are y'all hearing me? I just need to know what was written. Because the name of Jesus is above every name. And every name that is named must bow to the name of Jesus. Well, somebody's got to bring the name of Jesus. It's, it's got to be spoken. Well, how come it has to be spoken? Because it's as if a seed planted in the ground groweth up, knoweth not how. I don't know how, but it has to be according to the system. This is the system. So if you want Bible results, you've got to do it the Bible way. And we've just, you go, well, it's close enough. And that's what religion does. It gets close enough and says it's close enough. Then the next time, it's not as close, but they say it's close enough to close enough. Are y'all getting this? And then the next time, it's close enough to close enough that was close enough. And pretty soon, it's, it's far enough. So we have to be sticklers. We have to, if you're, if you're dialing a 10-digit telephone number, you've got to get them in order. You've got to get every one of them just right, not close enough. Amen. Amen. That's good. That's good. So we're looking for revelation. We're looking for revelation. Then we're going to talk about choosing our seed, finding our seed. Now that we know how the system works, I've got to find a seed. Same thing with giving. Once you believe that your giving changes your future, no matter how insignificant, it could be a mustard seed, dollar or dime. But you know that I plant my seed because it's, it's based on, it's relative. It's not the widow had so much money, but relative to her living, she cast in all she had, all of her living. So once you get that, once you start saying, I got to get some seed in the ground, some financial seed, some prayer seed, some love seed. I, I got to get some seed in the ground because it won't be contrary to the system. Then you'll come into the offering and you'll say, bless God, I'm sowing some seed. And Revelation says it's a mustard, but it, I, it doesn't matter. It grows up and it's more than enough to take care of me. Then you'll say, then you'll say, based on this revelation, it's revelation, you'll say, there's plenty more where that came from. And the power and the spirit of lack and shortage will fall off of you. When you start believing there is plenty more where that came from, when you start believing I haven't experienced God's best and certainly not his last, that God's best is still out in front of me, you'll change your mind and go from, well, I made $100, here goes 10 into the offering, you know, and then you start in your mind, nobody hears it, but you're thinking, I needed that $10 or that $100. I could have, and you start rehearsing what that would have done against your bills. That's evil. 
It's carnal. And it's not revelation. Because revelation says there's plenty more where that came from. I just got to get a seed in the ground. I just, if I can get a seed in the ground, my happy days are coming. <laughs> my troubles are over if I can just get a seed in the ground. Well, our words are seeds. So we've got to get our seeds in the ground. I've had to dig up a few seeds. Have y'all ever dug up a seed? You go, were you just joking and say, well, we can't afford that. <laughs> oh, we've got to dig that seed up. We sure got to dig that one up. Hallelujah. Amen. Father, we thank you. We thank you. We thank you. It's clear. It's easy. It's straight. It's not hard. We're, we refuse to make the kingdom hard. You said it was easy. And we say, yes, Lord, we'll look for the easy. The things that are hidden for us are hidden because they're easy. So I thank you for River Church. Say, we're, we're, we are seed sowers. We are a seed sowing uh, uh, church, and our planting comes up, our seed arises, and it brings in a harvest. Thank you, Lord, for the harvest in advance. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 Isn't Jesus wonderful? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. Well, thank you for tuning in. We'll be back on Sunday. I think we're going to talk about the uncommon man and the exceptional woman. Hallelujah. If we don't, it'll be something else. Hallelujah. Amen.